This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Welcome to the Foul Front Podcast. Welcome to the Foul Front Weekly After Action Review. All right. Well, welcome to this week's After Action Review for the week of July 12th, 2019. And remember, this is a review and digestion of all the material that I've listened to this week, and it's meant to help you navigate all the greatest outdoor podcast content out there. So now, if you have any recommendations or suggestions for a podcast that I might not be privy to, please email me at foulfront at gmail.com and let me know. Or you can check me out on Instagram or our Facebook page, whatever you got to do. Also, check out, I uh, just started a blog on foulfront.com. Just dropped my first article in there on the Chihuahuan Desert and some interesting stories from there uh, regarding hunting ducks in the desert and conservation efforts uh, needed there. All right, before I get into the countdown, uh, something has been weighing heavy on my heart as I've gone through all these podcasts this week, and I wanted to open up with a little discussion that I think is really important to have. In this digital age and highly polarized political environment in America, we've kind of lost a little bit of our research backbone. And when it comes to digesting information, that is, I'm guilty of it too, and often we just go out and we grab the headline of an article, or we skim through the information presented to us without ever having actually evaluated the source. With our way of life and hunting being a constant through history, we owe it to the hard work done by those before us and then the generations to come uh, behind us we owe it to them to be a little bit more critically thinking 
when it comes to conservation. Politicians and media bias opinion come and go every two, four, eight years, uh, and it sways with election season, but conservation is a long game that requires not knee-jerk reactions. It's like it's like this. You, you might drop 100 bucks on a, a new microwave or something uh, without doing too an awful amount of uh, research into it because, I mean, heck, it's 100 bucks. You need it, and you use it four or five times a week, and it just needs to get the job done. And you're done paying for it when you leave the store. In, in contrast, when you buy your home, you're going to be doing a bit more research. Hell, you might be paying for it for 30 years, and so you want it to be a good purchase. Well, when it comes to conservation and matters of hunting and fishing, I believe many of us, myself included sometimes, we think we're buying a microwave. We see the information, we use it three to five times a week, and the information sounds good to us, so we buy it. And we buy it with our endorsement, with our money, and with our votes in local and state and national political figures. Uh, We need to, though, be doing a bit more research. We're really trying to buy a house here. We're really trying to buy a house with conservation. So we need to evaluate the sources. We need to get the home inspection. We need to look at a couple of the houses or sources, I should say, and not not be so metaphorical, but and not just take the first thing that pops up on our newsfeed uh, or that you, we saw on the internet. So why did I bring this up? Headline, Trump opens hunting and fishing access to 1.4 million acres. Well, that's, that's a hell of a headline, and it sounds good to me. I saw a lot of rhetoric on my Facebook that touted this as an amazing thing done by the current administration and all but lambasted previous administrations, both both Democratic and Republican alike. Now, now before we go and we make this all political, I want you to dig a little deeper and remember a couple things. We're on the precipice of a voting year, and now more than ever, we need to be critical of the things that we read in the media and the motives behind the actions of all of our elected officials. So back in 2015, uh, the Obama administration did this exact sort of expansion in in 12 states and 21 uh, national refuges and put some serious restrictions on gas and oil refining uh, in delicate watersheds and oceanscapes. President George W. Bush, uh, he did it in 2004 with some uh, 60 new programs on national wildlife refuges, and President, even President Clinton in 1996 did the same thing with an executive order. Uh, so 2019, 15, and 2004, uh, and 1996, what are all those years? They are years either uh, of an election or, or right before it. And so, albeit 2015 was the end of Obama's term and he wasn't up for re-election, uh, disregard that. But my point is this, we are not a very large demographic when it comes to America, but we are a unified one. Not one hunter that I know wouldn't like another 1.4 million acres to be able to hunt and fish on. This makes us vulnerable. We can't let politicians or the mainstream media and those that get paid a lot of money to influence good people like us that are uh, trying to do the right thing to the will of others. Can't let them dupe us into something that's ultimately outside the scope of our desired end state, which is a clean and healthy planet with wild places for our grandchildren. You can't you can't hunt and fish if there's not habitat. And they do this uh, through coercion and our willingness to accept any piece of information uh, that comes across our screen without vetting it and taking a critical look. Uh, let's buy conservation like it's a house, not a microwave.
let's not let our foaming at the mouth for more land access um, be the conduit for the delegitimization of science or curbing global climate change and limiting environmental pollution. I mean, look at the satellite issues or motivations that don't quite make the news article and get slipped in on page 984 of some of these legislative moments, uh, movements. I'm not telling you how to vote. I'm just asking that you do a better job by truly voting with how you feel and removing as much biased influence as possible from the media. We owe that to hunting, we owe that to fishing, and we owe that to wild places and the people that are going to be coming after us. This isn't anti or pro-Republican, Democrat, or anyone. It's just a plea for us to be a little bit more responsible with how we consume our information. Okay, serious part done. Now on to this week's list of outdoor podcasts to help you navigate through all the great content out there. Some notable mentions for this week. We got the Lone Ducks Gundog Chronicles, episode number 30, Training Techniques, the Tom Rowland Podcast, and the Burning Creative Podcast. All right, at number eight, the HP Outdoors Waterfowl Podcast, episode 142, Wood Duck Hunting Tips. This week, Dan and Josh sit down with each other and give an elementary look into hunting woodies and some of the things that they have found success with. All in all, this is a good podcast, and it is always really highly produced. And uh, this week, it wasn't as heavy-hitting as some of their other weeks, but I do think that if you're brand spanking new into waterfowl hunting, that you're going to find it really helpful. If you're a little bit more versed in the game, I think you might find it a little dry or light on content. But if you're a fan of Josh and Dan, it's just two good guys talking about ducks. So you can't really go wrong with an easy listening experience like the HP Outdoors Waterfowl Podcast. All right, next at number seven, we've got the MVM show from Mid-Valley uh, Mercenaries, episode number 14, Hen Houses, Nest Dragging, and Swan Hunting with Delta Waterfowl's Jeff Adams. I'm a huge fan of any rhetoric that brings conservation personnel and all the hard work that they do to the forefront uh, of the conversation. So if you've ever been interested in how some data is collected in the field uh, by science-backed organizations, go give this one a listen. Um or if you've been interested in any water issues in California, by the way, thanks California. Uh, you guys are really, you have a very strong listenership and uh, I appreciate that. Uh, Titus is doing a great job with production and it's a uh, pretty easy listen and I'm already a fan of what they're doing. So definitely go check this episode out. Take a quick break here for a second. Uh, I want to give you a little gear review. I wanted to uh, let you know of a piece of equipment that I recently bought, the Oki Trail decoy bag. It's really freaking slick. Um, that's that's the Oki Trail decoy bag. My uh, my deep decoy bag ripped on one of the last hunts of the season. So I was in a bind and I was looking for something new. I found a bag that fits like three dozen, maybe more. I'd have to uh, break out some of the the deeks from the attic to really fill it up, but. It's a big U-shaped bag that you wear like suspenders with two shoulder straps, and you can uh, you can have the decoys wrapped around you in like a U, either to the front or the back. I, I prefer the front, and it's just uh, it's a really convenient way to get the stack load of uh, decoys in and out of the marsh, and I, I really look forward to using it this year. And uh, So once again, that's the Oki Trail decoy bag from Carry and Cover, LLC, so go check them out. I think I found them on the Waterfowl Marketplace. It's kind of like an Amazon for only hunting gear. Um, yeah, waterfowlmarketplace.com. So yeah, they got some other pretty cool stuff over there too. All right. Number six of the podcast, we have Cal's Week in Review titled Tasty Babies, Rainbow Trout, and Independence. Okay. Admittedly, this podcast, uh, which is about 15 minutes long is a pretty, it's, it's pretty slapsticky. It's kind of cheesy and some would say that it's pandering, but that's some people and not me. It's different. It has a different cadence. It has a different rhythm. It's chock full of entertaining 
albeit not hard-hitting facts, but it is entertaining as hell and does teach, uh, it does, you know, in fact, teach you something. So, all right, this week at number five, we've got the End of the Line podcast, uh, episode 374. That's right, Rocky LaFleur, the OG waterfowl podcaster, uh, who's reviewing some of his greatest moments of wisdom on his podcast. If you're not familiar with the End of the Line podcast, Rocky hosts a very serial type of deep dive interviewing format where he really massages the whole story and the truth out of his guests. He clearly doesn't like just talking with someone once. He meets with them multiple times, and he he gets really in-depth. So if you're a deep diver and you want a great storytelling format-oriented show, go listen to uh, End of the Line podcast. And, uh, you know, week in and week out, he's always he's talking to somebody pretty interesting. And, uh, it's He's kind of... His podcast, you wouldn't say that it's as highly produced as some of the others on this list, but it it really gives you a sense of listening to the radio interview shows, uh, like on old FM radio back in like the '90s. And it gives a it's got a really sort of a nostalgic charm to it, and it's not a hard listen um, at all in that sense. So, okay, uh, just one other quick note here before I get into the rest here. Recently, the 2011 water bottle ban giving national parks the freedom to prohibit water bottle sales in national parks, which helped decrease national park waste and carbon emission footprint, the whole nine yards, it has been reversed. Uh, along with some other Obama-era environmental restrictions. But bottom line is disposable water bottles are bad for the environment. Over 30 billion plastic water bottles wind up in U.S. landfills each year, and the production of these bottles has a huge impact on carbon emissions. And so it would make sense that national parks maybe wouldn't want to be a contributor to that. Kind of a bad look. So they were allowed to prohibit the sale on on their premises um, for a while, but... That's no more. Plastic water bottles are back on the shelves in national parks. Uh, reason being is they, they said uh, that it, it only left people with the option to buy pop or soda and unhealthier beverages. Uh, so to that, I say go buy a friggin' water bottle and fill it up at the reusable filling stations that they installed around the parks. But all right, whatever. All right, back to the rankings at number four. We've got Duck Gun Podcast with their 100th episode and behind-the-scenes look on two of my best friends in the waterfowling world. I know about a lot of what goes on behind the scenes over there, and for me, it was fun to see them interacting live with their listenership and discussing their road to their 100th episode and what they have coming up in the future. This was more entertaining than it was educational, but if you want a true sense of who this podcast is and who these YouTubers are, great dudes, husbands, fathers, and true outdoorsmen, uh, and, and good role models for, for younger generations. Go ahead and listen to this one. That's uh, the Duck Gun Podcast on their 100th episode. All right, coming in at number three, we got the Big Honker Podcast, Ryan Hess. The voices of the regular Joe in this. I love that Jeff and Andy are giving people around the country, public land hunters, a voice on the radio, on the podcast station, I should say. Uh, these stories are so important to who we are as a culture, and it's always fascinating to hear stories from around the country. Uh, in this one, we hear about public hunting in Texas, public land, foot races, a backwoods argument that might have uh, escalated, and some of the negative or crazy stuff that happens on public land. I don't like to highlight that kind of stuff, but it did elicit me uh, to think that we can do better. So I think it's a, it's a really important story because it gets played out all over the country. All right, number three, the Big Hogger Podcast, Ryan Hess. All right, coming in at number two, got the uh, the Meat Eater podcast, uh, episode 176 titled, 
you can't start a conversation with F you. Uh, so the Meat Eater crew sits down to talk with Travis Swartz and talks all things hunting and fishing, uh, mostly, mostly fishing. Uh, Travis Swartz, also known as Hank Patterson, a hilarious character whose woes and terrible attitudes show the character of a terrible fishing guide. Uh, Travis is freaking hilarious, and his quick wit and back and forth with the crew made me belly laugh about three or four times and elicited quite a few chuckles. Not many people can keep up with Stephen Ranella's uh, wit and uh, his fancy wordplay, but uh, old Hank Patterson, uh, played by Travis Schwartz, did a hell of a job. It really was funny. It definitely worth it for the comedic factor. Hey, so I know many of us are anxiously awaiting the results of this year's waterfowl population survey, so I just wanted to remind you uh, that myself and Ducks Unlimited uh, Southern Regional Director and friend of the show, uh, Jerry Holden, will be discussing them and what all the numbers mean as soon as they get published. So make sure if you haven't subscribed to the water, uh, excuse me, the Foul Front Waterfowl Podcast. And while you're at it, give us a rating and a written review. Uh, also, if you're looking for some awesome and responsible video content, hit up YouTube uh, with freelance duck hunting, high prairie sportsmen, uh, duck gun chronicles, and mid valley mercenaries. Also, go check out Waypoint TV, a video streaming service with tons of hunting and fishing content on it. If you want to get into a little bit more uh, content, okay, drum roll, please, for the top podcast on my list this week. Damn it. If it isn't the Hunting Collective again, Ben O'Brien is killing it lately, and this week, episode number 69, titled Private vs. Public uh, Land Debate and Studying Land Usage, is amazing. That's I'm not even blowing smoke right now. The crew, O'Brien, Ranella, Mark Kenyon, and Sam Lundgren discussed the whole public land owner fad or popularization, and then the difference between public and private land hunting and just how important it is that we understand both of them because they're both super important. And then he sits down and talks with Luke McCauley um, about his studies of the role that hunting on private lands and private land usage has on conservation. And he breaks down a lot of really interesting facts about public land acres versus private land for hunting and leasing acres. It's really fascinating uh, to see that how the different parts of the country are broken down and, and how it affects conservation efforts in those areas. So please, if you just if you listen to one podcast this week, be it this one, um, make sure make sure it's this one. This truly raises the bar on the hunting narrative, and this is the kind of conversations we need to be uh, paying attention to. Also, please go check out my podcast on the Waypoint Outdoors Podcast Collective or a Foul Front Waterfowl Podcast uh, this week myself. Matt, High Prairie, uh, Matt from High Prairie Sportsman and Titus from Mid-Valley Mercenaries talk about the 2019 wildfowl, uh, wildfowl gear issue. Uh, I was having a lot of fun with them, and I always love uh, looking through the gear issues, so it was, it was a pretty decent little conversation. So uh, stay tuned Monday for the Foul Front, uh, where I do I sit down with an awesome dude. Truly, he's just a very nice guy and knowledgeable, too, uh, in Doyle Weaver of Wild Valley Outfitters is he gives us a look into what hunting is like in Canada. So you're probably thinking, oh, it's just a guide that wants me to go hunting with him, selling selling me some stories about how awesome hunting in Canada is. Well, wrong. He sits down. He walks the dog with me about the ins and outs of crossing the border, regulations, common problems that people have up there, and then how to scout, which is pretty pretty freaking different uh, up there from down here. So if you're considering heading up to the, you know, north of the border this fall, give this one a listen. Uh, that'll be out Monday. Okay, hey, enjoy your weekend. Have a safe one. 
get some rest and, and then have some fun. I, I'll see you guys on Monday. Hey, you ever been sitting in front of your TV just wondering why you can't catch the latest episode of The Foul Front right there in your living room so you can press all your guests and family with your fine taste and podcast listening? Me neither, but hey, as a part of the Waypoint Outdoor Collective, you can now find The Foul Front and some other great podcasts on your Apple TV, your Roku, your Amazon Fire Stick, Smart TV, even your gaming console just by downloading the Waypoint app. And heck, while you're there, they got over 2,500 hunting and fishing shows on demand. Go download the Waypoint app today. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. A mule there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.